Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I want to go a little bit through uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, um, and not the whole thing in this episode, but maybe break it apart a little bit. Um, but I have, man, this passage for me has always been so good and powerful, and what a reminder. So you got to remember that Moses is getting ready to, uh, he's getting the younger generation that has outlasted their parents, uh, getting them ready to take the promised land, to go in and, and take possession of the promised land. So, um, and he's kind of given them this final um, instruction as a grandpa <laughs> who doesn't get to go in the, in the promised land. But in chapter 8, I think there's such applicable things here for us. Listen to what he says in verse 1. He says, the whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do. And again, so we see, I mean, over and over throughout the book of Deuteronomy, we're seeing this reminder that they're supposed to obey or to do the commandments of God. Um, even if it's just back one chapter, you see it again mentioned in chapter 7, verse 11. Be careful to do the commandment and the statutes and the rules that I command you today. Down to verse 12 again, as you continue, and because you listen to these rules and keep and do them. And so Moses is pushing this, and I'm, I'm wondering if part of it's kind of like, hey, I don't get to go in because I didn't obey completely. And when he, did, when he hit the rock twice, um, showing that he did not believe God or set God apart as holy, um, but you see the people of Israel that they rebelled. Instead of just doing what God said, they rebelled and they didn't get to go into the promised land. So you can see why it's on Moses' mind. Just do what he says. Just do what he says. Don't let anything keep you from simply doing what it is that God says. So we pick up here in chapter 8, verse 1. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land that the Lord God swore to give to your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And so he's, think about it, as he's preparing them to go, he's like, just, okay, just do what he says. And then he, and then he, tells, and then he tells them, just go back and remember. Remember the whole journey you've been on. These 40 years, remember the whole journey and how God led you for 40 years in the wilderness, but then he gives a purpose behind the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Friends, when we go through the times of the wilderness, then we need to remember that there's a purpose behind the wilderness. This isn't just a random, hey, life happened and God's just messing with me or just letting things happen randomly. God has a purpose behind the wilderness moments. I feel like a lot of times we look at those seasons of wilderness or trials or suffering and we think that, well, either God forgot or he just doesn't care or it's just random. Um, there's no purpose behind it. But here, 40 years of the same thing over and over. I mean, it's mundane. They're going from one place to the next. They're setting up camp and then they're tearing down camp. They're setting up camp and tearing down camp for 40 years. But it's so that God might humble them. And so, friends, part of the purpose behind the times of wilderness or the seasons of being in a wilderness is, is humility, that God would teach us or that he would humble us. So it's not just teach us humility, but actually he would humble us and then testing whether or not we would obey what it is that he says to do. Verse 3, and he humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna. So even in the wilderness and, and in this process of humbling, God still provides what it is that we need. Continuing, which you did not know, know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. 
And so now there's this new lesson. So why does he prepare, uh, prepare manna for them? Something they've never heard of before. Uh, it's so that he could teach them. There's this new thing that he wants them to understand uh, that he might make you know. So there's a, there's a lesson. So it's not just to humble us. And once we're humble, then we can just move on. But what are we learning from the times and the, from the times and the seasons in the wilderness that man does not live by bread alone? And it is so important for us to know this passage because this is what Jesus uh, uses. This verse is what he uses in Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, when he's tempted in the wilderness. And when the, and when the devil tells him or tempts him, hey, why don't you make bread out of this rock or out of the stone? And Jesus says, hey, it's written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, but out of, I'm sorry, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. He quotes this, he quotes this verse. And so friends, when we're tempted and we want something, we want a quick fix, um, we need to remember, hey, I don't live for those things, but my life is about living, uh, living out. My, my bread is the, is the word of God. And I want to live that out every day. I want to feast on the word of God because that's actually what I truly need for life. And so I just wanted to stop there. I mean, we're going to keep going. That's up to verse three. We're going to keep going through the chapter. But I wanted to remind us, hey, there's a purpose in the wilderness. First, remember, hey, let's just do what God says. We look at the commandments that he gives us. Remember the purpose behind them. In fact, we'll get, on, we'll get into that in a later podcast. There's a purpose behind why it is that God gives commandments. Um, but when you, when you say, okay, so what am I supposed to do in the midst of this wilderness moment? Just remember, just look back over your life and remember how it is that God has come through, how God has shown himself faithful, how God has provided for you in the midst of your, of your wanderings. And then let's accept the, the wilderness moments. There may be times that we make decisions that cast us into a place that we need to repent from. It's, it's sin. Sin is drawing us away. We repent from it and we move on and we get out of that situation. But then there are moments, and we need to accept it, there are moments in our lives where we go through the wilderness. You said they go, well, they were there in the wilderness because the people rebelled. Yeah, but it was their dads who rebelled. And the people, these, this is the younger generation that's going to go into the promised land. They were impacted by, uh, by someone else's decision. But it's not like, well, God just said, hey, for 40 years, I'm just going to put you in here. Now, yes, the older generation died out, but the younger generation were, were learning something. So it wasn't their sin that brought them into it, even though they were rebellious people. We can't sit there and go, hey, this generation was perfect because no one's perfect. You even see it in Deuteronomy where he says, hey, I didn't choose you because of your righteousness. I'm not choosing you to go into the, in the promised land and to, and, to, um, and to hand out judgment and uh, punishment to the people who are already residing there. I'm not, I'm not doing it because you're righteous. I'm doing it because, you're, because they are so evil. And then he even says, and you're a stubborn people. And so, I mean, it's not like you can look and, hey, this generation's perfect. Absolutely not. But I know that there are times that we go into the wilderness because of sinful decisions. I also, just like they were experiencing. But I also know that we go, there are times where we go into the wilderness because it's a time of testing. It's a time of learning something from it. That's why Jesus went into the wilderness. It wasn't because he sinned and he had to go into the wilderness. He went into the wilderness because it was the will of God. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So friends, there are times where the Spirit of God will lead us into the wilderness, but praise God that we have an advocate. We have, a, we have Jesus who intercedes for us constantly, and he hurts with us. He's a co-sufferer with us. So when we go through these times of wilderness, of the wilderness, that's not picture Jesus at a distance looking at us just saying, you can do this. Actually, what we need to see him doing is suffering with us, and then he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us through it. So it's not like we're on our own. He provides everything necessary, his grace, his mercy, 
Guys, his power, his strength, he gives us everything necessary to live out what it is that we're going through. Whether it's wilderness, mountaintop experience, valley, whatever it is, we need to remember how it is that God's been faithful in the past. We need to accept the fact, hey, we're in this we're in this season, and what are we going to learn from it? Because God is doing something in it. He's teaching us humility. Um, he's testing our heart to see if we're going to obey. Whatever it is that God's teaching us, and then it's, there's a lesson to learn from it. So you look at you look at Moses, and he's saying, "Hey, he's he's done all this because here's a principle. Here's a main. Here's something that he really wants you to learn and to live by. Hey, man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. When he says man, he's talking about humanity. Humanity. So men, women, we do not live by bread alone. By by, and he's saying physical bread. But man and woman lives by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Friends, we should be we should be designed to devour the scriptures, to become learners of the scriptures, because that really is what disciple means. Disciple is pupil or learner or follower, but especially pupil or learner. We 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 should want the word of God like we want food, like we long to 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 digest what it is that God is teaching us from his word so that we can obey him, live the life that he's called us to live, ultimately because he's he's worthy of it. So friends, I hope this is helpful. Hopefully it's an encouragement or a challenge, whatever's necessary to make us look more and more like Jesus. Friends, I love you more than you know, and we'll talk soon.